Let's talk about the game. Elbow, forearm, he's going to be down. The result of the play is a touchdown. And the flag that was thrown on this was picked up. Oh, did it get the face mask? So by rule, the game is over. The Lions Hangover. All right, welcome to the Lions Hangover podcast, everybody. The Lions lose today against Seattle in Detroit. Final score of 37 to 31. They lose it in overtime. Severely disappointing. Severely disappointing. First, though, let me take care of some business. You can find me on all of the social media, so please check me out. Instagram, X slash Twitter, Facebook there, too. Uh, And, of course, you can find me on YouTube and Spotify and Apple Podcasts, so please check out all of those. Also, give me a follow, give me a subscribe, give me a thumbs up, plus sign, whatever you want. Uh, I appreciate all reviews, so really, thank you. So let's talk about the game. The Lions struggled a lot today, not necessarily on offense. I felt like they played above mediocre offense. Uh, Jared Goff had a decent game minus that pick six. Uh, My biggest problems were, though, was mostly some questionable coaching calls. We had Dan Campbell go for it on fourth down a few times. Uh, Both of the key ones were incomplete passes from Jared Goff. Uh, One of those came at the Seattle 31-yard line. Uh, Jared Goff, uh, his pass was incomplete to Sam Laporta. I love that they involved Laporta today. Uh, I believe he had five or six catches. I'll double check on that in a second. But uh, at this time, this could have been a 48-yard field goal attempt. I feel like that's well within Riley Patterson's range. I feel like he's an accurate kicker. I definitely would have given him a shot. He hasn't been tested yet this season. So why not give yourself a chance to put points on the board in the mid of the second quarter? So, But that did not work out. And, of course, they went for it again on fourth down, this time at the Detroit 45. Another incomplete pass to uh, Josh Reynolds, who Josh Reynolds had a pretty solid day, too. Overall, the offense played good. They had some mistakes, though, some key mistakes. They turned the ball over three times. Two of those was very critical. One time was the pick six from Goff uh, to Brown on Seattle. The other time was the fumble from Montgomery coming out of uh, halftime. That was very critical as well. Of course, Amon Ross St. Brown had a fumble right before halftime. I think there was only two seconds left on that. So that one's not as critical. I mean, you never want to see it. It looked like a pass to me. Uh, Maybe even an incomplete pass, but they ruled it a fumble. But either way, that was pretty much the end of the half. Uh, And, of course, the refs. The refs were, I don't want to say a key issue, but they definitely didn't help things. Uh, There were some questionable ref calls and no calls. The unnecessary roughness on C.J. Gardner-Johnson was uh, questionable at best. That was early in the game. Uh, All he was doing was just finishing his tackle. I didn't see anything wrong with it. He wasn't dirty about it. And a few plays later, Amon Ross St. Brown was tackled in the same manner, and they didn't throw any flag on that. So I'm not sure why it was uh, uh, unnecessary roughness on one and not unnecessary roughness on the other. Also, Jared Goff took a severe late hit. He got drilled, and uh, there was a flag on that, but then – the, the player started to taunt him a little bit more. He was making, you know, crybaby faces and stuff. And uh, 
I feel like he could have been ejected for that, but he wasn't. Uh, definitely maybe an additional flag or something, but, you know, at least acknowledge that that sort of thing is, is wrong. Like, I remember back in the day, you used to be able to, like, you know, do the, 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 the throat slitting sign, but you can't even do that anymore. So I don't understand why the crybaby gesture directly into somebody's face was also allowed. Um, overall, though, the Lions just kind of get in their own way. The defense couldn't do anything all day. They gave Geno Smith way too much time. He felt little to no pressure most of the day. I feel like they had a little bit more pressure into the fourth quarter. There was a huge sack near the the second yard line of Seattle's own end. And, uh, I mean, it was it was an amazing play. It was Anzalone. He got that huge sack today. Um, but... But overall, the defense couldn't do anything. Now, Geno Smith, he did not run as much as he did run on us last year, but uh, he, he he still lit us up in the way of the pass, and I'll get to the stats in a little bit too. I just wanted to go over these notes first. Uh, the Lions, they couldn't stop the pass. It seems like the middle was open completely all day. I mean, this is like Anzalone territory. This is Jack Campbell territory, Rodriguez territory. Like these, these guys are there to break up the pass in the middle of the field. Uh, with all of this, though, and even with the uh, – there was a pass interference call. Uh, Jerry Jacobs, he, he, he had a horrible game today. I feel like he, he was picked on most of the day. He, he didn't get much help at all. So – but let's take a look at some stats right now. Uh, Geno Smith, he finished 32 of 41 for 328 yards. Two touchdowns. He was sacked that one time uh, for a 17-yard loss. His quarterback rating was 116.3, which that's pretty significant. Now, Kenneth Walker, he ran the ball 17 times. This is where I do feel like the Lions defense has improved over last year, but honestly has it because I feel like Kenneth Walker, he ran 17 yards, 43 or 17 times for 43 yards. He did have two touchdowns. However, 43 yards, that's nothing of major significance. You know, there, there were times when I thought Kenneth Walker ran the ball pretty solidly, but uh, he did not hurt us in the long run. And even Geno Smith, he ran the ball three times for 20 yards. So he definitely had the potential to move on us, but he, he did not run that much. Overall, the Lions allowed only 82 yards. Uh, rushing on the ground. Um, it was a little bit of a shootout, though, 37-31. That's kind of a high-scoring game. Uh, you would think that they would have – I mean, they did try to run the ball. They got 25 rushing attempts. And so, I mean, they gave it their best shot. But the Lions' run defense, I've never thought that that was a problem. Even last year, I know some people complained about it, but I continue to say that the problem is scrambling quarterbacks, which Geno Smith can be, and he does have the capability – to be a, uh, a scrambling quarterback, but he, he did not hurt us too bad today. Um, DK Metcalf, he caught six passes. Tyler Lockett caught eight because Metcalf went down with an injury. Uh, Lockett also had two touchdown receptions. Both of his, you know, uh, both of Geno Smith's touchdown passes went to uh, uh, Tyler Lockett. Now, we did get a little bit lucky because uh, Jason Myers was one for three on field goals. Uh, he missed some easy ones wide to the left. It's like he was pulling his wide to the left all day. Um, so let's get to the Lions. The Lions finished, well, Jared Goff finished 28 of 35 for 323 yards, three touchdowns, one interception, that pick six, and that is pretty huge. Uh, I would say... He had an above-average day. 
he made the smart throws for the most part. Uh, the interception is definitely a questionable throw, obviously, because that ended up horrible. Uh, however, I did notice a few times he left some open receivers downfield. I know on the was it that fourth and four, uh, the incomplete pass to Laporta, he had, I think it was either Josh Reynolds or Amon Ross St. Brown just wide open in the middle of the field, and he missed the throw to him. There were a couple times I saw that, but overall, I mean, 28 out of 35, he only missed seven passes. So I can't complain too much except, you know, when it determines the outcome of the game. Uh, Montgomery ran the ball 16 times for 67 yards and a touchdown. I thought he had a pretty solid day. He's He's a pretty hard runner, and he's actually a little bit more elusive than I thought he was coming from Chicago. I was, I'm actually surprised now after the second game uh, how elusive he actually is. Uh, Jameer Gibbs ran the ball seven times, but he also caught the ball seven times too. So he was much more involved today, uh, but he ran the ball seven times for 17 yards. I wish they involved him more in the run game uh, once David Montgomery got injured. Um, but instead, they bring in Craig Reynolds. Craig ran the ball three times for seven yards, and Khalif Raymond had one run for 11 yards. I thought that was awesome. And Khalif, Ren- Khalif Raymond also had that awesome flea flicker uh, touchdown reception from Jared Goff. That was pretty amazing. Uh, Amon Ross St. Brown led the team in receptions and yards. He had six for 102 yards. And then Josh Reynolds also had a fantastic game. He had five catches for 66 yards. And two touchdowns, Sam Laporta, five catches for 63 yards. So they are involving him. I'd like to see him break one loose. Uh, Very athletic, very reliable hand. So I'm really happy with Laporta so far. Uh, Jameer Gibbs, again, seven catches for 39 yards. He did have that one drop pass, and that definitely would have went for 20, 30, maybe even a touchdown. Uh, so that's kind of a heartbreaker. Montgomery had one catch for seven yards, and Antoine Green got a catch for two yards. Craig Reynolds had a catch, but he was minus two. Uh, you had the two fumbles, uh, the Montgomery one coming out of halftime. That was huge because we were getting the ball after the half, and we definitely could have used that to put the game a little bit more out of reach, at least put some pain uh, uh, on Seattle. Uh, and then Amon Ra had that other fumble lost so uh defensive wise though cj garner johnson like i said i feel like he played pretty solid today minus the penalty uh he had eight total tackles seven of them were solo jerry jacobs who i said was picked on all day he had eight tackles and kirby joseph had seven i thought kirby joseph had an up and down game uh anceloni for the most part i thought he played pretty solid um he's the only one that had that sack that uh, in in the fourth quarter, it was a key sack too because it was it was crucial. Uh, Riley Patterson went one for one with a long of thirty eight yards, and it looked like he had ten yards to spare. So that's where I feel like uh, they should have let him have that opportunity to kick the field goal. And who knows that three points might have made a difference. But you can't play the woulda shoulda coulda game, in my opinion, because uh, their kicker missed two field goals. So. Like, if you're playing the woulda-shoulda game, it could have went their way, too. And if if they made those, then the game would have been different as well. So you just have to play the game as it comes at you. Um, I I really – just the bad luck today and and the defense – like, the bad luck on offense and and the defense not being able to put together any sort of stopping uh, on the pass game. Geno Smith, he looked like a genius out there – he completed his passes left and right, and it was just 
difficult and frustrating to watch the whole time. All right, so next week the Lions have the Atlanta Falcons coming to town. They've started off 2-0 and on their season as they just beat Green Bay 25-24. to uh, Bajan Robinson had a pretty solid game. Uh, I know he ran for over 100 yards today. So Atlanta's quarterback finished, Desmond Ritter, he finished 19 of 32 with 237 today with one touchdown, one interception. Bajan Robinson ran the ball 19 times for 124 yards, so he's a solid runner. So the Lions are going to have to tighten up the pass game a little bit better. I don't think Desmond Ritter is going to pose as much of a challenge as uh, Geno Smith did today, but that doesn't mean that they can't take him seriously. Uh, Bajan Robinson... he can run. He's talented. I know some people would have rather have had him instead of Jameer Gibbs, but I am not necessarily worried about Bajan Robinson just yet. I feel like the Lions are still able to stop the run, so they just have to stay the course, clean up the way that they're playing, and then hopefully Dan Campbell can coach a little bit better of a game. Uh, no more questionable calls, and you have to give Riley Patterson a chance to win the game for you. If you don't have trust in your kicker, then it's time to get rid of him and get somebody else. And I like Riley Patterson, but, you know, I know he's limited with his distance a little bit too, but that doesn't mean you can't give him the opportunity to prove himself to be a winner. So Dan Campbell's got to do better. The defense has to do better, and the offense has to do better as well. So everybody's got a lot that they have to clean up. Um I still think the Lions can beat Atlanta. It's disappointing that they lost today against Seattle. But, again, we all thought they were going to lose against Kansas City. Most of us, realistic people, thought they were going to lose against Kansas City. So the record is the same. The outcome is just different. So that's just something we are going to have to just swallow down that we're not the Super Bowl team that we wanted to be right away. But that doesn't mean that we're not in the long run. That probably doesn't even make sense. Uh, But I tell you what, if they cannot beat the Atlanta Falcons next week, then they are not the team that we thought they were. So this is their opportunity to come back and show us what they are made of. Uh, I know Ford Field will be rocking again. It was definitely rocking today. It was the loudest I've ever heard it. I had a lot of fun. Also, even though they lost, it was still a lot of fun and also, as I was about to say, that Barry Sanders statue is pretty sweet. It's over there by Gate B and Gate C. It's definitely worth checking out. It's uh, it, I have, it's a lot bigger than it looks on camera, I feel like. So it's, it's pretty amazing. And it was nice to see Barry Sanders there at the stadium today, as well as Calvin Johnson. And there was even a little uh, video montage uh, for Barry Sanders later. And it was, it was really cool if you're at the stadium to see like uh, uh, Peyton Manning give a little uh, speech for Barry Sanders and stuff. And Calvin Johnson had a little speech and it was just nice to see a Jack Nicholas golfer. So uh, anyway, I think that's it for me. I will see you guys next week and have a good rest of your day.